We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What the fuck is up, CMOS girlies? It's episode 60. Kate's here. This is Emma. We are recording um, the day after we recorded episode 59 because we are girl bosses that like to plan in advance. And also there's just nothing else for us to do yeah. um, in this godforsaken city. So why not just, you know, give you get, listeners get the episodes out. Give you listeners some more content. Um, you know, Emma and I have been in meme deficits so we've been making memes pod has been on the mind the CMOS girlies are always on the mind so we're going to do a Q&A we have a lot of new people um I'm praying that we somehow get 100 followers by the new year's we better we're at 19.9k to the That's meme page all I, want, all I want for Christmas is so, you know I think we should do it um every now and then we get some really random unhinged dms like we read all of our dms but a lot of them are like century long like stories that we have to read through and like no tino shade if you sent us a really long one we just like can't <laughs> that's just not our, our cup of tea to answer them so we're like let's just do a q a so people can air their grievances and air whatever they want to talk about a lot of these are repeats but we're happy to repeat and just get the key points about us across you know supplements we take and all that jazz but we got some weird questions as well so we'll keep these all anonymous and we will we will answer your questions. I hope this is a little fun holiday pod for you all. Hope the holidays are going well. Your family's not triggering you. You know, those type of things. Yes. Yeah, so shall we just get into it, dude? Yeah, let's fucking get into it. All right. Call you back in a bit. 
Okay, so first first question we got is, what's the deal with dietary cholesterol? Eggs, question mark? Um, so I feel like when I was vegan, it was very much like, that was like a big talking point you'd like always bring up to like non-vegans be like, cholesterol, like your body makes its own cholesterol. You don't need to like consume more, blah, 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 blah. Like if you eat more than two eggs, it has like more than like your dietary need of cholesterol. Honestly, I don't think you have to probably worry that much. There's like people who like eat some sort of, animal-based protein that like contains cholesterol for every, every meal. And I think they're fine. Honestly, probably in the grand scheme of things, you like don't need to worry. Um, it was also pushed by the American Heart Association. Like my dad, who's had a heart yeah. attack, was, was, we were told, you know, never eat eggs. The cholesterol is so bad for you. But I think health advice kind of gets reshifted every like 20 to 30 years. And I think that's kind of an, an old like 1990s diet thing. So I eat eggs. You're probably fine, but maybe you're all, it's also hereditary if you have high cholesterol too. So it could be your family as well. Next one, um, chin, cheek, hormonal, acne, friendly, or non-friendly foods. Uh, this is a, a common mystery with Emma and I, I know artificial sweeteners can cause acne. Dairy can cause acne. What else? Um, I mean, it's just going to be kind of like a standard American diet stuff. Like, you know, you know, processed foods are obviously going to be a little bit more inflammatory, probably cause like outbreaks. It could be, you know, if you have like a food sensitivity, but also it could be like your makeup brushes are dirty or you haven't washed your pillowcase. Yeah. Um, yeah. but so it's going to be like kind of a lot of different things and it's like hard to pinpoint, but you know, as annoying as it is when people are like, just drink water, you know, drink water, eat eat your usual stuff. And like, if you are getting it around like your period, that's just like normal. And you know, it'll probably like go away. Like whenever I get mine, I'm like, oh, well, at least this will like be gone in a few days. Yeah. Um, but probably just avoid like the super sugary, like highly processed stuff and you should be fine. Um, next, how do you stay motivated slash push past burnout? I feel like now that we're in the pandemic, I feel like I have allowed myself to like not be as insane and intense about like my daily like structure and routine. And I feel like just like kind of allowing yourself to just like chill out and take it easy because I think when you try to go 100% like every single day, you're just you are going to burn out and you are going to like just end up getting like frustrated at yourself that you like can't perform at like your optimal, um, you know whatever word I'm trying to find, um, your best self, like 24 seven. And it's just like not realistic. And so, you know, like I say, just allow yourself to take it easy if you're feeling the need to. And, you know, if you take a week off from like working out or from, you know, I don't know, grinding, you'll, you'll live, you'll live. Yeah. I was just going to say, you're going to be more prone to injuries if you do overexert yourself, just because you're, you're not giving yourself adequate rest and like Rest is something I think is a personal thing. We can't tell you how many rest days to take. I also don't know if this was talking about like academic burnout or motivation, or if this is like life motivation as well. I was mostly thinking like fitness motivation. Um, But I think motivation is like once something becomes a routine or a habit, it only takes 21 days to develop a habit. You kind of get into the mode where if you don't do something, like, is that going on your walk or actually stretching before bed? Like you feel a little bit of like, oh, something was off today. So just try to work in habits slowly. I know for me, whenever I stack habits, like habit stacking, if you've heard of that theory, they're more likely to stick. And that's often what happens to me with like food or movement rituals that I want to start doing. Um, so that's just one way to stay motivated. I think to like make things really easy for yourself, like 
have a pill container, your seven container pill thing, like have everything in the right order in your pantry, really easy stuff. Next one is your big three astrology. Um, no Tino shade. You're probably new because I'm on, I don't know anything about astrology. I had CoStar downloaded because like people on TikTok were asking me what the fuck my big three was. I know I'm a Scorpio, but that's about it. I'm a Sagittarius. That's all I know. Um, and I will not be trying to dig for more information as to what the other two are. So I'm sorry. You can yeah. project and, you know, you can let me know what you think I am. And I'll probably be like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, next myths and facts on vegan bodybuilding. So I don't be bodybuilding. <laughs> I don't be lifting the weights. Um, I'm, I know there's people, there's men, there's like documentaries on like dudes who are vegan bodybuilders. It's probably possible. Oh, yeah. What was that one called? Like the, I don't fucking know, like fucking like vegan health or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, it was um, like, it, I don't know who the fuck it was. It was some famous Olympian who's a vegan guy. I mean, yeah. the thing is, if you're an extreme endurance athlete, you're going to be looking for a high carb diet. So it's probably really easy to go vegan. But yeah. I know that there's a lot of people in the, the normal bodybuilding community that are like going vegan is bad because you're eating. So even your protein sources have a really high carb ratio, whatever the fuck. And also you probably just become super reliant on like protein powder, which like is fine, but you know, focusing on that being your main protein source is obviously not going to give yourself a very diverse diet. Not saying that it's impossible to be a bodybuilder and vegan, but there are going to probably be just some limitations just based off of like what the diet consists of. Yeah. I don't know if this meant like, are we trying to be bodybuilders or like, do we like, I don't know what, like our opinion on it or something, but I'm not attempting that. Next one is, are you guys into fitness at all? If so, what kind? Okay. I'm reading through these questions. We must really have some new people. Like someone literally asked, like, how'd you guys meet? Um, uh, fitness. I do running. I'm out of commission right now from running. That's my primary form of exercise. I played volleyball my whole life. So I have a very like muscular build naturally since I've been lifting for a very long time. So when I transitioned over to running, I sort of cut out lifting cold Turkey just cause I was able to like back squat 200 pounds. I already had that muscle reserve and then transitioning off to getting that more like lean endurance muscle is pretty difficult. So for lifting, like I could do this. I'm kind of the same body as my mom, where I'm like a mesomorph. If you look in like different body types where I store muscle really easily. So if I do 10 squats, like twice a week, I probably have the same muscle mass than if I were to go to the gym every single day, which is like lucky if that was my physique goals, but I'm not really trying to like lift and like get gains and stuff. So I just do that for, you know, staying healthy and make sure I'm getting other forms of movement in. I go to soul cycle a lot and jump rope and just fuck around like that. Yeah. I was like a competitive swimmer all my life. And so I got back into swimming. So I swim like a few days a week generally for 45 minutes. And, you know, sometimes it's like pretty fast paced or like, you know, low key, just me like swimming laps. And it's just kind of like more for a way, more for a way for me to kind of like unplug, be off my phone. And also it's like the one type of cardio that I actually enjoy, because I think like, since I was a swimmer all my life, I'm not used to like the sensation of like sweating. And so I don't like running or like I'm probably for a really long time. So I like, I get like too aware and I'm like, I don't like this uncomfortable feeling, but then I also do Pilates about every morning. That is like a good low impact exercise for me. That isn't like too like hard on the body. And I feel like it actually, like, it doesn't make me feel like depleted. That's how I always felt when I was like lifting weights. And also I just like was never strategic about lifting weights. And then I just walk. Um, so those are my 
my main fitness things, I guess I'm like into fitness, but I'm not like training to be an athlete. So that is that. Um, where's the line drawn from avoiding certain foods for health benefits and not having, um, for having health benefits and for not having health benefits, perhaps, um, or probably just I mean, like, yeah, I just kind of like tried to allow myself to eat like whatever it is that I like want within moderation. Like granted, there's like some things that like, I, what's the line drawn from avoiding certain foods for having health? Benefits? I think this, I mean, for me, probably R and I, our approach is that we are very strict about like what we grocery shop for, not strict, yeah. but like it, my mom always said this, like not said this, but it's kind of like, you're only allowed to eat really what's in your kitchen. So if you're buying stuff that is like triggering, or you might be like, oh, this is unhealthy, or this is a food that I'm like, don't want to have in my place, then don't buy it. So like, I just really buy like plant whole foods and then like get random added, like added things here and there. But whenever I eat out, I'm like, okay, well, I want to go to the restaurant and get the best food. Like I had a Mac and cheese pancake with like like bacon inside of it this weekend because I was like I'm not going to go and like get a, a fucking Caesar salad at a restaurant because that's what I eat every single day so I think that's naturally what we do like kind of the divide between eating out and like groceries yeah um the next one is how do you guys afford to live in New York I want to live there someday um work that's going to be the biggest one <laughs> you can get having a job um is I don't affording living my income like I'm not going to say like what I make I don't really have a salary honestly because I do freelance stuff but um yeah rent is difficult it's very expensive to live here my costs are mostly rent utilities and groceries that's about it every single month yeah I mean like you like have to have some sort of job in order to live here and I think like because how Kate and I are strategic about our spending our money, we're allowed to like live alone. And that probably like gives the illusion that like her and I are like super well off, but it's yeah. definitely still kind of like paycheck to paycheck lifestyle over here. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get roommates, you can not live in the city, you know, you can live out in Bushwick, like for other people and like save money that way. There's definitely like ways to make it affordable and it may not be like the most like dream ideal situation, but then you know, you get the luxury of living in such an incredible city that is New York. So there's definitely like pros and cons, but I think like one uh, thing is that looks like an illusion. It was like, Emma and I don't give a fuck about what the inside of our apartments look like. A lot of the aesthetic TikToks of girls like showing their like $300 rug, like, sorry, that's just not me. I like live in a place and I live here because I want to be centrally located. Like that is what I'm willing to offshoot versus living in Brooklyn. Like a lot of people are like, Kate, you should live in Brooklyn and like have a studio and make a YouTube video. I'm like, I actually don't give a fuck what I live in. Like I could live in a hotel for my whole life, probably <laughs> if I had a kitchen. Um, so that's just like another thing where like, I don't really spend my money that way. If I'm shopping, I'm going to buy something that I know I'm going to have for five years. I don't go to Zara. Emma and I don't shop fast fashion and like get new stuff all the fucking time. We don't go out with a friend group for brunch every Sunday. So that's another thing. Like, I don't have any memberships. I don't watch television. You don't have a car if you live here. Yeah. Like you, we really don't be spending much. Um, next tips on starting to prioritize a consistent sleep schedule. Um, I think it's really just kind of developing like a nighttime routine to kind of help you unwind that will like definitely benefit you just to kind of get you in the mindset like, oh yeah, I'm getting ready for bed. And so like, you know, for me after dinner, I go on like my night walk just to kind of, you know, like meditate, take it easy. And then after that, I'll kind of just like, you know, maybe read or, you know, allow myself just to scroll my phone, sort of like be a dumb bitch on the internet. 
<laughs> and then I'll like take my, take, I'll drink my first cup of magnesium. I then like wash my face, you know, shower if I need to. And then I'll take like my bedtime supplements if I take any, so like L-theanine and then I brush my teeth and then I just kind of get into bed and like, I don't know, go on my phone, read a little bit more, et cetera. I also use the, on the whatever clock app on Apple, it's like the sleep wake up, um, function. And so like, it'll tell you like, oh, 30 minutes until your bedtime. And I feel like that holds me accountable. And again, like Kate said, with like developing habits, it takes like 21 days. So it's going to take a while, but I think, you know, just kind of like figuring out and seeing like, if you feel a lot better in the morning, when you go to bed at a certain time, then like, maybe you should stick to that. Um, but I mean, I also feel like I kind of fall off it quite a bit just because it's like, I also want to have a social life and I'm not going to be like super strict about like going to bed at like nine 30 every night. Yeah, for me, a lot of the things is like white noise before I go to bed. That's really nice. And for me, I just, I have to have my, I mean, depends on your lifestyle, your work schedule. Like I have to have my inbox at zero. I have to have all my text messages I've like dealt with. Like I can't go to bed in the middle of a conversation. Like I literally will text everyone going to bed good night, even if it was like a really stupid conversation, just because it like lingers. Like I try to like answer all my Instagram DMs. I just don't, you know, that's like a clean slate thing. I wake up the next day. I know what I'm going to do. I'll make a list of things I need to do tomorrow. So that's another like winding down thing. So I'm just like not paralyzed because I find that the times I can't fall asleep is like when I'm thinking about a million things. Next one, do you think food sensitivity tests are worthwhile? Now I've never taken one. I kind of have a few opinions on it. Um, one, I think it could be helpful if you're inflamed and you really don't know what you are inflamed by. Two, I think they're not helpful if you've had any past an eating disorder. And here's why you're going to get the test. It's going to say you're allergic or you're high. It gives you scales of things you're sensitive to. Like the biggest being you are intolerant to this food, don't eat it. Other ones you're kind of sensitive. Some you're like mildly sensitive. And then others it's like lesser scale. I think this could become a very like black or white territory with restriction where, oh, I'm like a little bit, you know, sensitive to pasta. looks like I'm not going to eat it. Oh, I'm a little bit sensitive to peanut butter. Not going to eat it. I think this could be a rabbit hole where you start cutting out like huge food groups. Um, But I think if you're doing this with a medical practitioner, they're obviously going to tell you like, okay, this first week we want you to try not eating nightshades and see if that's going to be the thing. I just think it's your past medical history and how you go about doing a food sensitivity test. Um, I don't know how expensive it is like relative to you as well, but I think there's probably other ways you can do to figure out what you're sensitive to without like the whole like, FODMAP diet where you cut out so much basically yeah I mean I think it just like is all gonna like be like individual and based on like how you know you personally go into and like what your motives are if it's like a way for you to like be able to find an excuse to cut out foods obviously not healthy and if you know that you are very susceptible to like going down the eating disorder rabbit hole um maybe it's not the best way for you but if you are someone who's very much like I need answers like why am I like experiencing xyz then it can be smart for you I think again, like Kate said, yeah, going along with some sort of like health practitioners, you're not doing it alone. So you like actually are having guidance and someone who's like trained in that field to kind of, you know, help you through it. Um, Next, tell us about your evening routines. I need inspo. Um, We kind of touched on this in the previous uh, question, but yeah, like I said, I mean, it's not like super like routine. Like this is what I do every single night. I feel like my morning routines are very much like more strict in the sense of like how I go about them, but like I said, some sort of like evening walk just to kind of like unwind. I'll like listen to my music. I don't really text anyone. That's just kind of like my me time to sort of like decompress from the day. And then, you know, I like try to take my supplements, wash the face, 
maybe do a face mask. I've actually been taking like a bath because I got these like little candles that are like, they're like small little, like they come with like a little wick and it burns for 15 minutes. And like, it's supposed to be like, you burn that while you like meditate. So I'll like take like a little bath with that burning, just kind of like chill and like let myself like hang out. Um, and then yeah, brush the teeth. And then I'm usually like in bed by like nine, nine 15. And you know, that's, that's the routine. It's nothing like crazy. Um, you know, it's for any type of routine, it's like whatever it's going to like stick and work for you. So don't like, you know, feel the need to, you know, stretch if you don't like stretching because I don't like stretching. So I don't do it. Yeah. I kind of already answered. I feel like with my evening routine or I would just be repeating. So like, yeah, same things. Um, don't too much, don't put too much pressure on like having a routine also, like Emma said, um, favorite fruits. I like blueberries a lot. (laughs) Um, I used to really like apples growing up because like Minnesota, there's a lot of apple orchards. I don't, I just like forget to buy fresh fruit now and it's like expensive. So I feel like I just buy frozen fruit. Um, Cherries are good. Raspberries are good. I don't know, Emma. Yeah, I enjoy frozen cherries a lot. I have those in my possession. Frozen raspberries are good. Um, Yeah, I, I kind of just eat mainly berries. I feel like I will buy bananas here and there, but they're definitely not like a favorite fruit. They're just like, I buy them to have like that flavor and taste. Um, pomegranate seeds are also pretty solid. I feel like I've been having those a lot lately. Um, thoughts on calories and counting them. Um, I don't, it's just not helpful for me. For me, like I know, I relatively know how much my food portions are having come from eating disorder, having come from having to track calories from being in a recovery program. And then also just like for a while where I was like, I need to, I want to increase my intake for like certain goals now I just really don't care. Um, I, you know, it's going to be different for who you are, but I don't, I don't feel like there's a universal reason to count calories or not count calories. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes like will go through waves where sometimes I will just because I'm curious and just to like sometimes hold myself accountable if I'm, you know, experiencing a lower point in my life um, that can sometimes translate to like how much I'm eating. And so it's just like a way to hold me accountable. But again, it can be like a very toxic thing. And like, that's how a lot of people do develop eating disorders. Um, so I think it really just like depends what your relationship with food is, but I don't really like care or like think about them that much. Cause there's no reason to. And also it's like, even if you are tracking, you know, like you're probably eating more than like a true tablespoon of nut butter. Um, have you dealt with extreme hunger and recovery? I haven't. And I know that's a very common thing that a lot of people do experience. And I'm surprised that I didn't experience it. But I think honestly, the reason that I never experienced true extreme hunger is just because like the few times that I did go through recovery, it was such like a slow process and it was such a slow increase in calories that I don't think my body was ever really to like catch up. I did. I recovered from my eating disorder physically in about two months. I just was like, fuck this. I don't want to wait like a year. I don't want to fight against my body and still just be in this like little state where I'm like, still kind of under eating and still kind of in this whole thing where I just like went cold Turkey and just started eating a lot more. I also stopped moving. So then I feel like that was another reason why. Um, but like I was saying, it's completely normal and your weight distribution will change a lot from like when you first gain, however much weight you need to gain. Like uh, my body looks so different during that time than like what it ended up looking like once my period is recovered. And once I started to move again. Um, so I think just be grateful that you're like, you're going to be able to gain this you know, weight or whatever you need to do to get to a healthy place. 
but then it's like a point zero. Like you're just going to be able to like rebuild your life and your body and everything in like a new way. Next um, one. Can you find good supplements on Amazon? Um, yeah, probably. I've ordered Calm Magnesium on Amazon before. I think like if there's a brand that you're seeking out, you know, just type it into Amazon. I don't really shop on there because I don't need to. Um, yeah, but Thrive Market could be another option for like shopping for supplements online if you're like unable to have like if you don't have good access in like the area that you live in. I don't shop on Amazon generally, but like I think you could. I I got this question on TikTok and I was like, oh, I forgot that like a lot of people probably are not just aware of kind of this direct to consumer New York brand, like awareness that you and I have. Um, like I would personally just never search the word like turmeric into Amazon and like trust that. Um, but you know, I guess there are supplements, like I'm going to say calms on there. I think you can get recess magnesium on there. So there's definitely options. Best purchases of 2021. Um, let's think. Um, well, I'm like, what was I doing in the beginning of last year? For me, I think like finding hokas that I actually like, I get this question a lot. Um, the Bondi and the Gavi or in the Rincon are my favorites that I run in. Um, I finally bought a Sandy Lang fleece, which I've been eyeing for about four years. Finally got like a massage gun. That was probably another worthwhile purchase. Um, I think of other things I use every single day. A good pair of wireless headphones. The ones that I use are like the brand Studio. They're called the Femme model. And like food appliances, I don't really know. I mean, probably my Ritual multivitamin and seed subscription are like best purchases, but I've had those for a while. Um, for me, I would probably say my Ghani, um, boots. I've been wearing those like a lot. They're like really great for like the rain. Um, probably my membership to swim because I've been like wanting to swim for a while. And so I finally bit the bullet and, you know, joined. And so, yeah, my swim membership, I would say like my new apartment, even though, yeah, I'm like renting it. I didn't buy it. <laughs> um, my new apartment. I do enjoy her a lot. And, oh, I bought Brooklyn and sheets. I finally allowed myself to get new sheets this year. Um, and they have been life-changing. So those are my favorite purchases. Um, routines you've established this year and stuck to, um, yeah, my routines have remained the same. Some achievements of 2021 you are proud of. I would say probably getting my new job because it was a very um, intensive interview process and then moving into like my new apartment and living alone. I think like that was a huge achievement for me, just like proving that I can be like financially independent at this age for the most part. And like to be able to like navigate moving alone in New York um, and probably just like, you know, how Kate and I have grown the podcast and everything else that has come um, in addition with that. And I, yeah, I don't think I ever really expected us to grow as much as we did in this like first year. Yeah. I think same thing, like becoming financially independent for me, I still like, feel like I'm just like a shit poster, like on the internet every day, but the past like few weeks, I finally like felt a little bit more established about myself identity wise, um, achievements otherwise. I don't know. I think like working with some of the brands like Hoka, I've been like gabbing with them for the year and really, you know, built out like a partnership with them and like that their team, the podcast, like Emma said, I really like, we both just don't really know where like things are going to go in like the most, I would say like ambitious way, but also in the most kind of like cautious way too, where we're like, this is our baby, but we're also like, we don't know where it could go. 
Um, so I think that's been like exciting to see and just like thinking about the little steps on the way is kind of the way that I feel most, I would say like proud of the podcast and the community and also just like all of the DMs we get and all the people we like the messages we get. It's like so wholesome. It's not just like we're like two people with a merch line and people are like, can I get a new size in the shirt? It's like someone like, Hey, I tried taking magnesium and I've never slept better. Like, thank you guys. It's like, Oh yeah, this is actually an impact on someone's life versus so much of like the discourse between influencers and their social media following is just like buy my merch or like use my rep code or whatever the fuck. So I think this is just like, it feels so much more wholesome than a lot of the internet, like sub communities out there. Next one. What are your Enneagrams? I don't know. I've never taken that before. I've never taken the Enneagram test. I've done all the other ones, but not that one. Next. Can um, I put ashwagandha in my smoothies? Absolutely. Next. College advice. We did an episode. Yeah, college all- episode that you can listen to. Yeah. Next. Have you ever dealt with amenorrhea at a normal weight or overweight? Could you talk more about it? I have. I don't know about you, Emma. I can talk about it. Yeah. I, I've lot. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, so I got my period back, like I was kind of saying, like had the extreme hunger, quit playing sports, then started slowly playing sports again, relapsed. And like my period has never been consistent. I technically got it when I was 13, but it was like it would go for it would I would get it for one day and I was told it was normal by doctors, which is very common in like the Western medicine space that like, oh yeah, you're just an athlete, whatever. Um for me, since I was an athlete, I had a very high muscle mass, but I did not have like any body fat for like that period of my life and so I was always presenting at a normal weight like I never looked like what someone thinks like an underweight person quote looks like and so I think that was like the hardest part of recovery for me is like explaining to people that like yeah I've had this eating disorder even though you guys all probably don't even think that I have an issue physically you know I I do deep down so I think a lot of the amenorrhea situation when you are at that normal weight is just going to be about stress and like are you actually eating enough for your physical needs and your height and your weight and all of that? Um, so yeah, I think just like periods, once you've struggled with getting your period consistently, it's, it's sadly, I think going to be a a lifelong thing that if you teeter in any direction, like if I cut calories a little bit now, I'm sure I would lose my period just because my history of with it. Yeah. I've lost my period during times where it's like, I've been super, super stressed. And then probably like in hindsight, maybe I was like, teetering from like maybe being a little underweight for like where I should be for my exact body type um and so yeah it's like constantly always like fluctuating but you know I'm like happy and grateful that my period has been consistent for now and it's definitely scary when it does just like stop coming suddenly um but yes I have experienced it um okay how has taking CMOS helped with skin and or thyroid I don't really know because I have never seen CMOS in a serious way. Yeah. Okay. Let's just on the record, I'm going to record what I'm saying right now and like post it on the meme page and like have it as a highlight. Kate and Emma of the CMOS girlies do not actually consume CMOS. Thank you. Listen to our podcast because I get questions about that all the time. And I'm like, guys, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you go. We don't actually eat CMOS. But, you know, I, I do, I am taking these like CMOS, like purple CMOS pills that this like brand sent to us and they have like vitamin B12 and I think like lion's mane. And I, I've been taking them for like, what, like a month because it's like a 30 day, um, whatever Jar. amount, but I can't say that my concentration has gotten any, any better. Next dream guy is a celebrity or character. I, I have no idea. I don't, no, I know no celebrities. <laughs> next. We don't know any celebrities. 
Um, how do you deal with people around you that constantly talk about weight or weight loss? Um, people in my family still always talk about weight and weight loss. You just have to tune them out. I think it depends on how close they are. I think we've said this in past podcasts. Like, I'm not going to blow up on an acquaintance that doesn't know my history with eating and food. Like, that is just so inhumane, right? Or like, just, I don't know, selfish to do. It's just irrational to do. I think I would have done it at an earlier age. Just be like, I have an eating disorder. I had an eating disorder. Like, why does everyone not have trigger warnings? And that's kind of like my place with trigger warnings as well. Like a lot of TikToks, honestly, I've seen TikToks. Someone made their oatmeal in the morning and used like a, a half cup, like measurement cup for her thing. Someone commented, hey, you shouldn't use like measurement cups because it's going to trigger someone's eating disorder. And I, th- I thought that was insane. Like, I was like, okay, if you go to a restaurant and they have a calorie count, what are you going to say? Like, I'm going to go sue Arby's because they have the calorie count on there. At a certain point, like serving sizes, calories, all of that is around you. I don't think the weight loss conversation is exactly the same, but I think you have to like grow a tough skin in order to exist in the world. Otherwise, you're just going to have to keep isolating and isolating yourself and just like live alone in the cabin in the woods. So I think with like weight loss conversation, if it's a close family member or friend, I will like bring it up, be like, hey, like, don't say that that triggers me or like that is a dumb comment. Here's why. But if it's like a random passerby, I just kind of like accept that that's how people are conditioned. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good at like tuning it tuning it out at this point. And it like doesn't really trigger me if I like hear people around me talking about it just because I'm like, I just like, don't care. Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care. Um, but obviously like everyone's going to react differently. And so I think like, yeah, the, the tips that Kate gave are, are good. Um, need to know how to lose the feeling of wanting to be in control all the time. Um, you know, it takes practice and it's hard to be like easy on yourself. I definitely am like the type of person who just like, I also need to have like a lot of control in my life. Otherwise, like I do kind of like freak out and I can like kind of spiral or I'll just like, yeah, kind of get super anxious. Um, but you know, it's just going to be like letting yourself kind of experience like new things in your life, like putting yourself into new situations. So like, maybe that's like allowing yourself to like actually go out like on a weeknight. If you're like the type of person who like always stays in or, you know, getting dinner or like lunch randomly with a person, if you're like the type of person who likes to like control what you eat, like for all of your like lunches and whatnot. And I think like the more and more you expose yourself to like new and different situations, the easier it'll become. And the more easy that you'll like feel like more okay with kind of letting go of like being in control. Yeah. I think this kind of tied to the person's past question, which was tips on living a more balanced life without being obsessed with clean eating. I think like clean eating and all of that stuff, you know, you think that all these people externally, because they post their TikTok, they only eat this clean food. Like it's, it just becomes to a point where it's, you can try to do all this stuff and really be in control, but you're going to hit a breaking point, like with any sort of like very rigid lifestyle habit. Cause once again, the world exists around you. Like you have to go to work. You have to get on the subway. Oh shit. Like I was in traffic for two hours. I can't have my perfect meal at the same time. Or this was out of stock at the grocery store. So there's going to be barriers to what you can do. And I think just, I, I don't know, I've been reading a lot of like, or listen to this one self-help book by Joe Dispenza, um, which apparently some of the CMOS girlies are reading. Um, it's called How to Break the Habit of Being Yourself. So it talks about how in order to make a new self, you really just have to like get rid of everything you know about yourself. Otherwise you're just going to continue and continue. It talks about dating. It talks about everything else. So um, maybe that's an interesting one. Next one, thoughts on colonics. Um, Definitely a no for me. 
Yeah, haven't done, don't think I will if I don't need to. I've heard of like people doing like the coffee colonic, which like I blows my mind, but yeah, I'm good. Next, um, experience with ED recovery. I Is it self-healing or professional help? You should definitely get professional help because the whole thing that you're trying to fight is yourself. You're not gonna be able to just like win your way out of it. Got a few questions yeah. on running, which is like kind of a personal thing. How did I get into running? Um, I quit volleyball and I was looking for something else to do. Fueling for long runs. We've kind of done this in the exercise pods. Food combining, um, mixed takes on that. Mostly negative. I think it's restrictive, but at the same time, like it could be helpful digestion wise for you. Another thing about sleep, which we already answered. Favorite snacks. snacks I've been eating a lot of like Mary's crackers with hummus again um I've been kind of like on the rx bar wave just because they're like good pre-workout snacks for me before I swim um we've been making a lot of summer rolls yeah it's been good I've been eating a lot of soup I know that's not really a snack um with you know other things in it or toppings and such Emma's laughing at me because I put like weird like noodles in my um tips for anti-bloating we have like a we have an episode I think on bloating but you know just like water movement and like chewing slowly are going to be your best bets doing some sort of like stretches as well um favorite restaurants I would say in New York the places that I always kind of like end up going to are like lovely day cafe mogador kiki's um bitch i don't know um domo domo is like a good sushi spot uh okay my turn i was gonna say dimes even though it's like funny to go there um yeah 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 is good for like vegan mexican we always say van lewin for ice cream if you want to go um i went to this place called shopsons the other day it's like this weird like greasy diner food it's pretty good um spicy moon is fine I was honestly underwhelmed by it I know people are super into it but I was just like okay this is like decent um yeah I don't know Emma and I don't really eat out a lot but we get this dm a lot from people like visiting New York what should I do and I'm like uh, you and I respond and I'm like I have no idea like what to say um how to get through phases of food boredom especially in university for me, I just tap into the boredom. Like, I don't like when I fixate on food a lot. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just eating to eat, to eat. And then, you know, like the phrase where you like eat to live or live to eat, whatever the fuck, like, I'm like, okay, I'm just in a phase where I'm just eating to stay alive. I don't really fixate on it. I'm fine and move on. So maybe tap into the boredom. I don't really know. Um, probiotic lactobacillus acidophilus cause weight gain. I don't know, girl. I'm, I'm just a girl with a meme page. <laughs> next how can you talk about drinking and alcohol I feel like my life is so balanced but not there I've never had any issue with like alcohol just because I'm not someone that like stays out I don't like I'm not a night owl so I just feel like alcohol is not something that like I could get addicted to just based on like how my life is structured um I don't really have much advice there yeah I mean I've been drinking more now that I've been with a guy and I am just like really good at like capping myself at like three drinks max I think also like on the record in high school (laughs) I was a little messy when it came with alcohol and I feel like I've experienced plenty of hangovers that I never want to feel like that again and so I think like once you've experienced a few like terrible hangovers you like realize that like oh yeah I don't want to feel like this 
Um, so I think it's just kind of like learning about balance and I'm sure like, you know, it's going to be different for everyone if you like have some sort of like addictive personality, but, um, you know, I would say just like find other people in your life who aren't like crazy drinkers. And I feel like that could help. Yeah. Um, how to survive the holidays with an eating disorder. It's hard. It's hard. And I don't want to tell you that it's going to be easy because it's not, but I think like, you know, if you have like someone in your family that you can like trust, like with like, you know, your eating disorder and just tell them like, Hey, like, this is going to be hard for me. Like, if you can just like, please like give me motivation and et cetera. Or like, if you have someone that you can turn to just so you can like kind of speak about your feelings. I feel like a lot of family members don't really understand eating disorders and like, they don't understand that it's more than just like the act of eating, but, you know, maybe find like a recipe or two that like is Thanksgiving or like Christmas themed that like you feel safe eating. And I think also just remembering that it's like one day in the grand scheme of things, whatever it is that you do or do not eat, it will not really impact you at all because it's more like what you do throughout like the course of like an entire month, essentially. So I think just like give yourself some compassion because, you know, you shouldn't like let something like this ruin your like holiday experience just because it is like a special and beautiful time to be able to like be with family and whatnot. I think like Emma was saying for me one habit that I do is like I always go grocery shopping like the first the second day I get back just to make sure there's food that I'm comfortable with because even if you give your parents a grocery list like they could buy something that is entirely not what you think it is um like Emma was saying having meals that like you know you're gonna like quote be in control of versus like having like seven meals where you're not cooking from versus like when you're in your dorm or something or apartment where you're cooking everything for yourself just making sure you do have some sort of like meals where you feel like you're back in your structure um but then at the same time like Emma was saying I think the biggest thing that has been hard for me that is like a lot of growing up is like realizing that your family and your friends love you and they want you to be happy and so if something they're doing is causing you to not be happy they are going to want to fix it they might not understand what they're saying and why it's triggering you. And I think that is the biggest like area of communication that is really hard to grasp, but just know that like, even if you say like, Hey, that makes me uncomfortable. That person, if they love you is going to want to change their behavior. That is something that I've like dealt with, with probably everyone of my family members. Like they don't really get the whole eating disorder thing, but they're like, okay, like I know that that makes Kate like not a good person and like not feel good about herself. So I'm going to like think about, you know, what I can be doing differently. So yeah, it's common. It happens to me literally every time I get off the plane, I just take a deep breath and I say, I'm going to be triggered somehow, but it's all right. Um, favorite period products. We got asked this before. I don't, I don't do anything special. I know you should take, have cotton tampons. Dude, I buy whatever tampons Joanne Reed has. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm going to say, I'm going to admit that I literally buy like the, the, with a fucking drugstore brand so I, I can't not, be picky I can't be choosy I don't care <laughs> yeah people ask to do like a sexual health podcast like I could not tell you like what a vibrate like I don't know anything about vibrators and lube and like if it's vegan and gluten free like what no that's not our area of expertise I'm sorry not our area morning routine um I feel like we've done a morning routine episode before okay um, not, sorry I'm, I'm gonna cap you we're not answering any more questions about routines we've gotten yeah like thank seven. you um are y'all making products? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're making products. Maybe one day. Um, not at the moment. Pilates routine. I do Tasha Franken. Um, moving to New York city where moving to a new city where you don't know anyone tips, please go on the dating apps, maybe like join a gym, like club membership and meet people that way. I was going to say, um, a lot of places have like not Facebook groups, but there's like um, different like cafes and stuff that I feel like have like weekly events. I know that was a thing in Minnesota that like 
this one bar restaurant every Thursday, they would have like bingo or something like that. Not bingo that like, you're probably going to meet old people there, but if there's maybe like a vintage store that you like, or like a bookstore or something, you could always ask an employee, like, Hey, you guys ever have events? Or like, is there a Facebook group or like that type of stuff? Concerts are another way to meet people, but it's going to be a lot about you, um, really just being like an advocate for yourself. Like this is kind of a harsh reality, but like when you move to a new place, like the city doesn't stop for you. Um, people aren't just going to like walk up to you and be your friend. So you have to be proactive about that, which is hard as an introvert. Um, how to be a wellness guide around a traditional family. I think it's just like, whenever I go home and like my family just does whatever they want, like it's just very much having your own products, having your own lifestyle and like, you know, just doing it. And like over time, they're probably going to look at you a little bit funky, but that's just kind of like how you live your life now, I guess. Um, anything you miss about being vegan? Not really. <laughs> potatoes or oats? Um, potatoes? I'm in a potato phase. What's our favorite podcast? Um, ours, dumb. Yeah, I was going to say ours. That's it. Um, How yeah. to make friends in college. Social media. I know that's like a thing that I feel like happens still now. Everyone follows like people that have like um, like SCU 25 in their bio or like FIT class of 21 in their bio. Like that is a way to meet people originally off the bat. Um, but like actually meeting people, like everyone I met welcome week, I do not even know now. So you're going to find people that actually have your interests like over time. Yeah. Good sources to learn about health and wellness other than CMOS girlies. Um, there's so many podcasts that I feel like you can find under like alternative health and wellness, mind, body, green, well, and good or good, like websites. Um, we listen to like the better body with Stephanie Estima, Stephen Gundry has some good episodes here and there. Dave asked everybody also is kind of anti-vax kind of crazy. Um, next one, ED recovery going, Emma and I are both good there. How to stop having so many sweets, eat your sweets. Um, I don't know. That's depends. Um, how to get out of a really bad place with food restriction over exercise. You're just going to get injured. Um, that's what I'm going to say. It's happened to me plenty of times. Food restriction, that is going to be something that, yeah, I, I would say you probably should get a professional. Like I think with any food behaviors, it's really hard to stop yourself. So yeah, that's that. Um, how to achieve balance on a busy schedule. We kind of already answered the balance question. Someone said, what the fuck is GABA? I think that's funny. Um, it's a supplement, right? Yeah, I think it's like a neurotransmitter. Doesn't it like help with like brain cognition? Yeah, brain cognition. Yeah, it's also like in some like sleep supplements. I feel like um, yeah. I don't take it. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, let's see here. How to deal with friends always saying, "Oh, why do you always eat healthy when it's just my choice?" I just like I'm always just like, yeah, I'm eating this. Like, leave me alone. Like, I hate when people pray into like what I'm eating and like, like who cares? I would just be like, because it tastes good. I know. I'm always just like, well, what are you eating while you're eating? Like it literally, yeah. I feel like this only comes up on like dates or something when like, I, I don't know, maybe it'll come up like, oh, I don't eat dairy or something. And they're like, why? And I'm just like, babes, I'm just a loser wellness guy. Don't worry about me. Okay. Literally Someone said current favorite wellness brand. Um, Emma and I have both been a fan of gem vitamins or whatever the hell that's called gem daily gem, the bites. And then I've been a big fan of Rookie Wellness. They like sent me their protein powder and this like immunity powder. Their approach is very much like wellness is confusing. We're here to help. I mean, I'm always a big fan of like rainbow mushrooms. Tinctures are fun. Um, yeah, wooden spoon herbs is also pretty solid. Um, that's about it for now. 
CMOS girlies, how do birth control and wellness go together? Emma and I have never been on birth control. So like not doing an episode on that either. That and sexual health. We don't have any, any advice. Sorry. Um, and how to navigate as a male who's into wellness and in college, embrace it, embrace it. I feel like my brother's into like health and wellness and he's in college and he's doing fine. Yeah. The girlies will love you. Um, yeah, girly, girlies want men who are into health and wellness. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys experience flare-ups when becoming unvegan? No, because I was very strategic and scared. I was like, here's the thing. I know if I just eat meat overnight, I'm going to die. So I'm not going to do that. So slowly incorporating stuff and making sure it's just not all at once. Like I started eating fish and then I started eating eggs and did eat meat for a while. And if I did, it was very sparingly. Mm -hmm. Um, another question we got how to open up about past eating disorder, disordered eating to significant other. I don't want them to be worried or concerned about my behavior. I, it always comes up very quickly for me. I don't know how it just like, I kind of say it in like a very flippant way. Cause I think I'm so over it now that I'm like, not in like a, a stage where it feels like it's still a vulnerability of mine or like a perceived weakness where I'm just like, yeah, I had an eating disorder once and now I'm really into health and wellness and know my shit. So I'm good now. Um, but then I think guys, sometimes their perception is like, oh, this bitch just like, didn't like, I've had actually had it. Sometimes one guy was like, so you just like, didn't eat and starve yourself. And I was like, bro, what? Like, I mean, if they don't know anything about eating disorders, but a lot of guys have had friends that like with girls that are likely have had it or they had had it themselves. So like, I think it's less taboo, but if it is taboo, just like expressing that, like you're fine now, I think is a, a good thing. Um, yeah. Next one. Um, I want to get into supplements. I was wondering if you have any recs. I think generally we answer this in the pod. We have like a few favorites episodes where we list like everything we take. And then someone said advice on taking your care of yourself when you relapse. Um, I feel like I've relapsed quite a few times in my life. And I think just like finding someone to hold you accountable is going to be your best bet. And I think like, depending what the type of relapse is, I think like, again, just reminding yourself that like, it's going to take time to redevelop those like good routines and, and you know, I think having baby steps and don't expect yourself to be like perfect overnight. And I think having a role model, like for me, one thing I've done with my like Instagram feed, I think is a lot of things that our listeners, like you should pay attention to. And I don't just mean this in a way, like social media is toxic, whatever, like go to detox. No, I mean, if you don't like someone's content, if you don't like what someone, if it's someone your age group, like a friend or something, just mute them. Like if it's a 20 year old that is like going out and like drinking and doing this and you don't want to live that lifestyle, just mute them. Like I've started following female founders that are like age 25 to 30 and like they're doing their stuff with their partner and their spouse. Like they're going on a hike and they're going to bed at 8 PM. And I'm like, yeah, that's the life I want to live. Like I'm 23 and I don't have any of those things going for me quote yet, but like, I'm just starting to emulate the people that I want to be. And like, you start following people that like wake up every morning and do yoga and stretching and stuff. So I think that's something that holds me accountable is like, it's not, it's not embarrassing or good or bad. If you do relapse, it's like, it's neutral. Cause that's just a part of life. But I think I'm always like, damn, I don't want to be in this place where I'm unwell. Like, I really want to be proud of who I am and like, proud to the world and like have someone else look up to me one day Amen. Um, yeah I think there's a few questions in Geneva as well if you're not in Geneva you can join it because 
probably can get a lot of your questions answered there. Exactly. Um, if you could only have three wellness products for the rest of your life, food, skincare, supplements, anything, what would they be? Um, gem bites. <laughs> gem bites. Oh, really? I said the daily gem bites. Um, I would probably say like multivitamin. Yeah. And then, I don't know, mackerel. <laughs> I was going to go like crazy mode. I was going to say that if I only could have one thing, I think it would be arugula. Um, cause I don't ever want to pay for arugula again. Um, I would probably say for supplements, what do I really like taking? I do really like my seed probiotic. I think my life changed like once I started taking a probiotic and then kind of like a fun one. Hmm. That's something I wish I had all the time. I mean, I could just eat like spoonfuls of like raw honey or something like that. Like that could be one for me, which is like really lame, but I can always eat like raw honey with walnuts um next one is there a wellness product practice you think everyone should try once and where do you guys get your bright and fun clothes um a lot of emma and i vintage shop for clothes but some brands that i have been loving i like farm rio a lot um i've been shopping a lot there there's a company on instagram called oddly clothing they make these fun little dresses out of like recycled scraps and stuff which could be fun for the cmos girlies I wear a lot of Outdoor Voices, um, Girlfriend Collective. Um, yeah, for clothing for me, I've been into like IMUs, um, number six. And um, what was that? Did you say? Number six. They used to have a store like in Crosby Street. Oh, yeah, I have this yeah, like yeah. fun turtle neck from them that I really, really, really like right now. Um, yeah, everything else is like thrifted so literally, I like La Casa like- clothing and then a lot of my pants because people ask because I'm taller I get my pants from this place called Like Wolf um they make a lot of kind of like denim cowboy style like high-rise jeans that fit me um so that's fun and what's another thing oh the other what's a wellness product practice you think everyone should try once I think honestly magnesium is it like I think that's probably Emma and my like most like advised thing for you to try just because sleep is so critical. I would say that and maybe just like some sort of like simple, easy movement in the morning, like walking. And I do feel like walking in the morning, like just helps wake me up. And I always feel like I see things on like Instagram, like Mark Hyman's always posting on his like Instagram about like getting like 20 minutes of sunlight in the morning will help you make be make you be less tired and I do feel like there's some truth to that so maybe get some like more vitamin d in your life yeah I agree or even if you don't want to go outside because it's like really cold if you want to just like do like stretching in your like I know I I hate it when I'm like waking up and I'm cold and I'm a little bit annoyed and I just want to like get on my fucking day the last thing I want to do is sit in a pigeon stretch the last thing I want to do is like go and just be uncomfortable and like feel my my muscles aching but after it, you feel so much better. So I think that's one thing as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, having a, a killer meme page is another thing that everyone should be able to experience just having memes to provide you daily serotonin, right? That's, that's one thing you always can look forward to. Hell yeah. And with that, that is the Q and a, yeah, I hope you guys learned some juicy tidbits about us. I hope we gave you some insightful advice that you can or cannot implement into your life. Yeah, we got a lot of questions. So if you're like a if you're an uh if you're a voice memo girly, we'll say you probably like some of those questions. You're like, what the fuck? They've already answered that a lot. But hey, we've got some we've got some new friends. Clearly, our memes have been popping off. 
but I'm going to make some more memes tonight. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to drink my magnesium. That's about my routine. How about you? Yep. Walk for me and bed. (laughs) Walk and bed. So thank you, CMOS girlies. I think by the time this airs, if I can do math correctly, no, it won't be the new year. Um, It'll almost be the new year. You'll listen to this. It'll be the new year on that Saturday. So we hope it's fun. We hope you guys are all safe and vaxxed and everything and maybe getting to spend time with family or friends and not spiraling. But we will see you in 2022. Oh my God. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.